Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports industry, I want to continue to find ways to give back. Give back to individuals that want to get in this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the ClubhouseCareers.com. It's crazy. It's season four already. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are currently in this industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, under our guests this week. There are many ways to gain valuable experience in the sports and entertainment world, and the key is to take something you learn from every experience and apply it to your day. Our next guest did just that, and I'm excited to share her story. I'm excited to have Andrea Pagnanelli, CEO of the National Cycle League. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Andrea, very excited to talk about your career and certainly the role you're in now with the National Cycling League. And and first, going back to the beginning, you attended Brown University. You received a degree in American history. While you were there, you played on the women's soccer team. Playing a D1 sport, what was a key learning back then that you still apply to your day? That's a good question. So it's interesting because I learned a lot about managing people on the soccer field, you know, just as much as being in the front office. You know, being an athlete is being part of a team with a common goal, similar to a company. Um, So even when you think about hiring, for example, a coach in college or a GM professionally, you know, their goal is to put the right collective group of athletes on the field. And you know, that is truly what I mean by the collective. So the same way as an executive, it's their goal to put together the right skills, diverse group of experience to ensure that you're executing on that vision and strategy. You know, similar to me in this role or or past roles, I'm basically the captain and ensuring that everyone is looking at that mountain and knowing this is the one-year strategy plan that we're executing against and the three-year strategy plan Um, and managing everyone, you know, differently. And and the same thing goes for, you know, how I looked at, you know, soccer and your teammates and everyone has different personalities and just getting the most out of them. No, that's awesome. And in post your college career, Andrea, you get into sales first with the Phoenix Suns and the New York Jets. And as you think back to that early part of your career and, and kind of get, immersing yourself into the sales environment, what's something you know now that you wish you would have known back then? So the first, I would say even 10 years of my career, I was really heads down. And so the advice I wish I knew was just to take in the moments It wasn't until 2016 when my mom got cancer where I really paused and reflected. You know, we work in one of the greatest industries with some of the best executives, athletes in the world, and incredible fans. And so being able to really, one, work hard every day, but take a moment sometimes to look around, appreciate the colleagues that you're doing it with. Um, and understand how lucky we are to be in this industry. Absolutely. And and Andrea, you were having a ton of success in, in sales and leadership. And then you made the move to, to Leap Seats and then Relevant Sports as well as Thuzio. And given that it was now kind of off the team side where you'd built some part of your career, but still in the sports environment, sports industry, what were some key learnings from some of those experiences? So moving away from the team side uh, to 
RSC, where I got to build leap seats and be a part of relevant sports. I think that's where I realized how much I love to build and my entrepreneurship spirit. You know, these experiences really set me up later to run teams again at the highest level because in a startup environment, and I'm glad I I did that and realized this, you're overseeing all aspects of the business. You're building the strategy plans, forecasting, you know, really every revenue stream and reporting into a board or ownership group. So those type of lessons helped carry me throughout my career and later on. No, absolutely. And and to your point of of building and then learning some lessons, valuable lessons, you you must have gotten that itch to get back on the team side as you join first LAFC on the MLS and then the the New New York, New Jersey Gotham of the NWSL. And in both of those roles, you focus not on, on just strategy, but also revenue execution. And what's your advice to listeners on ensuring they have a good strategy but you got to run parallel paths with a work ethic to make sure you execute at the highest level. So I might, I'm going to take two quotes actually that I got from the Phoenix Suns. Um, The first I got from uh, the Phoenix Suns, my first boss, Jeff, I know he gave us a quote and I carried this all through my career at the New York Jets and I had it taped up on my cubicle And it was like, no one ever woke up on top of a mountain. They woke up one day and started their climb. So it's just that reminder that success doesn't come easy. It's hard, but you have to have a plan and keep going every day. And the coach of the Phoenix Suns used to always say, the greatest things in life are on the other side of hard. Some days are going to be worse than others. <laughs> so just don't get caught up in those small moments. Understand what is that plan, right? What is the direction up the mountain? And every decision should be a reflection on that larger plan. No, I love it. Great, great quotes. And you know, as as you move forward and as you think about climbing that mountain, you know, Andrew, now you're on to your current role as the CEO of the National Cycling League. And it's a professional cycling league where there are 10 teams competing across the US for combined prize money split equally between men and women. And first, what's your elevator pitch for the league? This is the first majority, minority, and female-owned league. Our pillars are around equality, innovation community. And I think for me, coming with a long history within this industry, being a part of something that is so innovative and around diversity and inclusion, um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier about really looking at the future of sports differently. And that's that's certainly key. How does the structure of the National Cycling League, you know, kind of the organization compare to some other sports teams? So it's fairly similar in some regards. All of our revenue streams are the same. TV, sponsorship, ticketing, merchandise. I think what's interesting about cycling, and I was actually talking to someone about this, is, you know, the equipment is very expensive. (laughs) Um, So think about people who race in some of these road races someone could be the best athlete on the planet. And this is coming from someone who is an athlete themselves. If someone's on a $15,000 bike 
but they are a worse athlete, they are most likely going to be one of the best athletes on the world who's just on a couple hundred dollar bike. So when you look at our PNL on the athlete side, learning that aspect of it has been amazing. Um, But other than that, like the, the revenue streams of this industry and this sport are, are fairly similar, but this is truly a league. So we own two of the best teams in the ACC, the Denver Disruptors and the Miami Knights. We have eight other teams who participate in basically a cup, a series that we put on. So we are both, you know, a league event organizers and, you know, building out teams and working on that storytelling. No, I love that. And Andrea, you know, one of the things you mentioned there is just ensuring that you, you're immersing yourself into something that you've never been a part of. And it's the, the PNL. What's your advice to listeners out there on just becoming as well-rounded as possible, no matter what their role is? Yeah, you know, ultimately, and this is advice for people, especially young in their career, be a sponge, be a sponge for information in every role that you're in. When you walk into an internship in a role, you may be within a given department, but there are people sitting in a marketing role, a partnerships role, a merchandise role who are experts within their field take the time to pick their brain and understand what they've been able to do in their career and continue to learn. There's also a lot of information that's accessible online. Look at your podcast, for example. You sit with some of the greatest leaders within our industry who are sharing information on what they're building. Um, And as we continue to bring more information um, to different social channels, just, you know, immerse yourself in it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great advice there. And you know, back to the National Cycling League, Andrea, what's your long-term vision for the league? So what I'm excited about, and again, being a, a massive soccer fan, women's sports fan, you know, I use this comparison that, you know, it looks a bit like the NWCL did a few years ago. And the NWCL is now on this massive trajectory, right? When you look at the evaluations of a, a team like Angel City, Uh, cycling is on a massive upswing, you know, Tour de France last year compared to this year on viewership numbers. I think we're already at four X and we haven't even started the Tour de Femmes, which is the women's version. Yep. So it's just, you know, that a lot of that could come from the, you know, documentary series. Obviously, if you look at the numbers from F1, after Drive to Survive, massive upswing in viewership. So there's a lot of reasons around why, but just being able to capitalize on this increase in fandom and bring best practices that were normally reserved for other leagues to what we're doing. So some things that we are incorporating are, for instance, a lot of platforms that use AI to chop reels um, and really create these storylines around these incredible athletes within this sport to make it more accessible. And that hasn't been done before. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Andrea Pagnanelli, CEO of the National Cycling League. And, and Andrea, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, you've been fortunate to work in the NBA, WNBA, NFL, MLS, NWSL, and now the National Cycling League. What is one key similarity and maybe one key difference in each from the business side of the, the unit? Uh, sure. I think I mentioned this before. Revenue streams is an obvious one. I mean, as people work across different sports leagues and teams, the revenue streams look fairly similar. Um, but resources is where you're going to run into interesting differences. When leagues and teams have more money, you're able to innovate a bit more. Um, but, you know, let's just, let's break that down, right? The NFL started in 1920. The commanders just sold for $6 billion. The MLS started on the heels of the World Cup in 1995. They sold their, you know, broadcasts in... 2008 for $8 million, and now with Apple, it's $250 million. You know, the MLS just being the structure they are, there's a lot of shared resources. Um, but it's just each league is kind of on their own path of growth. You know, the NWSL just celebrated last year their 10-year anniversary, but they have this tremendous upswing, and we'll see an even larger, uh, I would say, path to growth coming off the heels of the World Cup. And when you look at where we're at, you know, we are behind that, but similar to PLL or pickleball, these emerging leagues, you know, it's an exciting place to be. And, and absolutely. And question two, you've always been one that's clearly willing to take risks, knowing they're very calculated, but also being very innovative. What advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be more innovative and be willing to put themselves out there in any business environment? Sure. So when you think about risks, I think the first thing, and this goes for playing sports, you know, or in your career, put yourself in roles first that suit your strengths, right? If you're going to step on a field um, and I'll use again, soccer as an analogy, that's where I thrive. Right. You know, I was an outside midfielder. I shouldn't be playing goalie, right? I should be playing the position where I'm best suited to serve my team. So when you're going to take risk initially, set yourself up for success and put yourself in roles that suit your strengths and have confidence in yourself and then start learning and growing from there. No, I think it's great advice. You know, I, I've always told people like dominate your day and everything else will come. Like you don't exactly. need all these other responsibilities. And, you know, those are when you have a strength, those are the easy ones to control what you can control as well. Um, and, and finally, question three, Andrea, you worked for and alongside a, a ton of great people and leaders in this industry. What's your advice on individuals finding a mentor or mentors early on in their career? I think that goes back to what I said earlier, be a sponge for information Seek out people within your company across department, ask questions, 
mentors will naturally evolve in your career. I think when I was at the New York Jets, the Matt Higgins, who's been an amazing mentor to me and I'm still close with, you know, I ended up first, you know, picking his brain because he was training for the marathon and I would get to the New York Jets office very early to beat traffic. And we were both on the treadmill one morning. And so just continue to seek out people by asking them questions, picking their brain, and they'll naturally evolve. It's not something you need to force, um, but lean into it once they're there and they'll end up being great, um, you know, people to have along the journey of your career. And it's going to be a long journey. You know, you've, you've talked about career and journey multiple times and, and what a great career you've already had. And as you think back, what's been your best memory? My best memory is it was at Relevant Sports. You put on one of the biggest, I don't know if it still is, soccer matches in U.S. history. It was at the Big House with nice. Real Madrid and Manchester United, 109,000 people mm-hmm. in attendance. And the house just shook. There was this electric energy that I wish I could put in a bottle. And, you know, I always say this, the the reason why I'm in this industry, and I think we all are, is building that fandom. And when you see people leave the stadium with the joy and look on their face, like, you know, you built something remarkable and standing there watching fans leave with your colleagues. It was this moment where um, I'll never forget it. And that's awesome. And, you know, to your point of control, what you control, it's all about the experience, you know, on the business side. And that's what you're controlling. And 109,000 screaming fans is always good. Now, being an Ohio State fan, I typically don't like the big house, but I'm sure that was an amazing. I'm sorry. Amazing you're experience. right. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> no, well, well, Andrew, a ton of great advice. Always fun to hear about your, your journey, both personally and professionally. And so to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. If you could have any actress play you in a movie, who would it be? If I could have any actress playing me in a movie, I would pick Jessica Alba. What is a clothing style trend that you would love to bring back? I would like to bring back or at least keep high-waisted jeans. If you hosted a late night talk show, who would be your first guest? I honestly, I know it's a bit controversial right now, but... I want to chat with Messi. I know he's, you know, on the world tour right now, but um, I want to sit down and chat with them. Love it. Andrea, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? I know we talked about this a bit already, but don't be afraid to take risks. If it doesn't work out, try again. Um, Lead and go through your day, regardless of what level you're at with absolute integrity for what you're doing. Um, This industry is small um, and, you know, make connections everywhere you can and reach out for people for help because we are all here for everyone to succeed. All ships rise with the tide um, and just that's right. I guess that's it. I love it. Andrea, thank you so much. What a great career. Pleasure talking to you. And I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Love it. Thank you for being, I mean, thank you for having me. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.